Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are pressing on in the book of Acts, and where we left off was the end of the ninth chapter, so we're going to go into the tenth chapter. And remember, we left uh, Simon, Simon and Peter, at the house of Simon the Tanner. Uh, he stayed there many days, it says. So watch what happens in Acts chapter 10, verse 1, says this. Now, there was a man at Caesarea named Cornelius a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort, a devout man, and one who feared God with all his household, and gave many alms to the Jewish people, and prayed to God continually. <clears throat> so chapter 10 starts off talking about a man, it talks about a man named Cornelius, and where he lives, he lives in Caesarea, and this is not Caesarea Philippi, this is Caesarea, some uh, Call it a Palestine, a Caesarea, a maritime Caesarea on the coast. And that's where Cornelius was. And he's a centurion. He's a high official in the Italian cohort, a military. Okay, But that's his vocation. That's uh, what he did for a living, shall we say. But who he was as a person, you just catch that. He was a devout man. He was one who feared God with all his household. So that means he led his household to fear God. Now, if he was in the Roman cohort, the Italian Roman cohort, if he was a centurion, more than likely he was not Jewish and he was not, definitely not a Christian yet, not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet he was devout. Uh, devout unto what? Well, it says he feared God. He knew that the Jewish God was the true God. And he feared God. And so I, I read one commentator that I trust, and the way he said it, I think it was sort of a, a, an anachronistic statement, uh, somewhat representative of different generations also, because he said, he's the first heathen that was, that was saved. And quite often people will say that Cornelius is the first Gentile, uh, first non-Jew that came to Christ as a believer. And we don't know that, folks. As a matter of fact, I don't think that's correct. It's the first one that's mentioned in the account of Acts. Yes. And so if you want to say he's the first one that's mentioned in the account of Acts, yeah. But, and I believe this is some eight years after Pentecost when this occurs. So quite often, I've actually heard it taught that, you know, that only the Jews were saved the first eight years. Well, no, it doesn't say that. You're arguing from silence, and you can't do that. So setting that aside, notice what he is. He's devout. Okay? He's one who feared God. He wasn't heathen in the way that we associate heathen. He and all his house, household, look what he did. He gave alms to the Jewish people. He helped the Jewish people. He ministered to the Jewish people, and he prayed to God continually. Oh, my. He prayed to God continually, folks. Verse 3. About the ninth hour of the day, that would be 3 o'clock in the afternoon because it's Roman time, he clearly saw... In a vision, an angel of God who had just come in and said to him, Cornelius. Okay, I'm really thinking upon parts of this right now because I saw something while ago I'd never seen before. Because I, you know, I read this right before I share it. When we can sit down and talk together, right? So I knew that he'd had a vision. 
Okay. Cornelius had a vision. And in a vision, an angel of God clearly saw in a vision an angel of God, a messenger of God, who had just come in. Had just come in? Just come in where? And he said to him, Cornelius. So Cornelius sees in a vision, clearly, it makes a big deal about that. He clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had just come in. <laughs> just come in what? Has the angel of God just come into Cornelius's house? Is Cornelius sitting there? And he looks up, and the angel of God comes in. He has a vision, and he gets able to see the angel because of this vision. You know, there's some interesting things that I'm, not, I'm a little uncertain about. Well, aside from that, verse 4. And fixing his gaze on him and being much alarmed, what well, you reckon? Cornelius was gazing at this angel okay, who had come in. How did he know his angel? What did he look like? He did not have wings. I'll tell you that. Angels don't have wings, okay? But he fixed his gaze on him, and he knew that he was an angel of God. Probably some of that Shekinah glory kind of things shot him. And Cornelius says to him, what is it, Lord? <laughs> Just cut to the chase, military guy through and through, right? What is it? He calls him Lord. What, is it? what does Saul say when he had his encounter and was dropped to the ground by the blinding light? He says, who are you, Lord? Cornelius now, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, this is the angel saying, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. He's letting him know, hey, your prayers that you've been lifting up have been heard by God. Your deeds that you have done unto the people of God have been noticed by God. Verse 5, now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon, who is also called Peter. Let me stop there. The angel is saying this, your prayers have been heard, your deeds have been seen. And because of that, now I want you to do something. Again, another encounter, uh, another incidence of go. We see it all through Acts. Go. Cor you know, Jesus brought correction to his disciples in the gospel. Then go. We see things in Acts. They learn something. They see something. Go. Same thing. So dispatch men and send them to Joppa. And he says, go look for a guy named Simon. He's also called Peter. So it's Simon Peter. He tells him where he's staying. He's staying with the tanner. Okay, a leathersmith guy named Simon, whose house is by the sea. And then we saw him at the end of the previous chapter, chapter 9, because Peter was staying saying, with Simon the Tanner, stayed with him many days. The angel is telling him where he is. So, verse 7, when the angel who was speaking to him had left, he summoned two of his servants and a devout soldier of those who were his personal attendants. And after he had explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So here, here's Cornelius. He's sitting there. An angel of God walks in, comes in. Cornelius says, what is it? What do you want? He tells him, hey, your prayers have been heard. Your alms have been seen. And they've ascended as a memorial before God. It is pleasing to God what has happened here. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to dispatch some men, not just one man, but some men, to Joppa and send for this guy. Get him to come to you. So what does he do? He summons two of his servants and a devout soldier, a soldier who believed, was devout before God in the same way that he was, the soldier to protect the servants. 
And these were of his personal attendants. So you see that he was a, a man of resources, a man of power, a man of position. And then he did this. He explained everything to them and sent them to Joppa. What was the everything that he explained to them? Well, I think it's what we just read here. The encounter that he had had with the angel and why he was sending them. Who they were supposed to be looking for, where he was living, all the logistics. Yeah, but he explained everything to them. Would that have uh, increased their faith? Would that have been a word of encouragement to them? Absolutely. So he sends them off to Joppa. And what does he do then? Well, he waits. <laughs> As we will, because we will continue with the rest of the story, okay, in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.